G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You might think that some forms of evangelism have slowed down during the coronavirus pandemic. Well, not in Western Australia, where they've been largely COVID-free and the borders, of course, remain closed. But WA is so big, evangelism efforts are nothing short of evangelism expeditions. And that's what a team from an assortment of churches in Perth are doing right now. Shah Hodgkinson is on the road right now after leaving Perth and venturing into the wheat belts and gold fields and preparing to travel to the southeast coastal and great southern regions. Shah Hodgkinson is the team leader and she's joining us for an update. Shah, welcome along to 2020. Thank you so much for having me. Shah. Your project is called Exodus Project, and your team is called the Mission Possible Team. I'm excited about that. Give us a little insight into how your team got together. Yeah, amen. Um, Yeah, it's just, it really has been a God leading um, these projects out. It's been incredible, and um, it's really been um, something that the Lord... um, really has put together. It's something that I haven't had to force. It's something that he's really done. And it's extraordinary to see so many people hungry to evangelize from all different denominations across the city of Perth. Um, And as we launch them on Facebook that we're going to go and take teams, we have so many people wanting to get on board and come with us. It's been huge. It's been amazing. And you say you didn't have to work hard to get a team together because you were, as I understand it, studying at Bible College and you finished your college and you said, we need to get into mission activity right away. And there were a whole bunch of people who were excited about that. Is that the way it worked? Yeah, well, you know that we've been in this unusual season of COVID and lockdown and the Lord just really spoke to my heart. Yes, I'd spent some time at Bible College at Margaret Court's um, church there and it was really like this season of COVID unusual and God spoke to my heart, get up, there's an urgency, go now. And so I thought, Lord, how are we going to do this? How are we going to get up and go? We're actually in a lockdown and he just gave me this uh, time frame that I could see moving forward that we would be able to move around in Western Australia. And he really gave me one person's name. Um, and that name was a friend of mine, a young evangelist in the city too. And as I rang him and we began to talk about my heart for the indigenous, the urgency to go and take the gospel again to the first people of this land. It really burst out of that, this movement on a 6,000 kilometer track that we went all the way up through to the uh, the Kimberleys, right up to Fitzroy Crossing and back. Um, and it was an extraordinary movement. It was like God just opened the doors and um, he built this team of around 13 on that first trip, which was um, called Burning Man. And then we are now here on our second trip coming up two months later, like you said, to the Wheat Belt and um, touching down everywhere across Western Australia, preaching the good news and um, evangelizing and training ministries and churches in evangelism and activating them to get hungry for it and to go for it, um, which has been amazing. It's really been a God. Uh, a God uh, challenge and the teams grow and they change um, at each 
each time that we get together or we go to launch one, our main core team remains functional, but the team builds around us with brand new people from different churches, different locations, different denominations. It's been um, amazing. It's really been God. Shah, you are an inspiration. Hey, what prepares you for this? Because when you're up into the Kimberley and into inland Western Australia, it's not always easy conditions, perhaps easier given that it's been winter time and uh, starting to warm up now, but uh, tough conditions. Does anything prepare you for an expedition like that? (laughs) Actually, it does. I come from a missionary background. Uh, My mum was 17 years inside Myanmar, Burma. And um, I think that's the, probably the best uh, training that you can get is to go into a nation uh, like Myanmar. Um, for here, I think there's a lot uh, from a Western culture. We really do like our luxuries. Um, I'm glad I'm born Australian, born and bred. I love it. Um, but there is, I think the only thing that can get you ready and prepare you for such a trip is that you stay so connected with Jesus and that you really go with one one option and one way in your heart and that is to be for one another as brothers and sisters forsaking yourself for another and to live that way day to day um, caring for each other those that are on the trip but also those that God brings you into their life to share and I think if you stay in that place then no matter what it looks like roughing it how hot the heat is uh, whether you have a proper bed to sleep in or whether you're all on floors um, all of that bypasses and it becomes uh, you, you just get so equipped by the Holy Spirit to lead you that um, you just burn with it. So it's like, doesn't matter how harsh the environment is, you just keep pressing through and God just continues to fill you. Um, so it's amazing, the overflow that you can work out of. And yeah. having grown up on the mission field in another cultural context, it gives you a certain level, I imagine, of cultural sensitivity. So when you're uh, moving up into Aboriginal communities, say up in the Pilbara, uh, you've got this sort of idea about being culturally sensitive, but going in and you've got a message to share. What sort of reception were you receiving when you were up in the Kimberley? Well, that's such a good question because um, God always, he spoke to me before we lifted that first team out and he said to me, you know, that kind of that words of, I waste nothing. And uh, believe it or not, I was actually born and raised in an Indigenous community in my younger years. And um, that was just such, when he spoke that to my heart, because I thought, how will I go? You know, um, the reception that you can receive sometimes um, I always feel like this. We like to say we're multicultural and, and we are, and, and you know, and we're not super racist in Australia, but I really find that we do have this fine line between our Indigenous people and, um, and society. And I just thought, like, uh, he wastes nothing. And so as I began to uh, contact those old contacts through growing up at the old Apostolic Aboriginal Church there in Roburn, um, big shout out to those guys. Uh, as I contacted them, it was just such a beautiful receiving. They didn't just receive us as a missionary team coming in. They received us as family. And they fed us and, you know, they want to house us again. Uh, we just had such an amazing opportunity. I, I believe God on everything. He just touched everything that we went to. And there was just such favor um, on being able to go. And it, it blew my mind as to what God can do when he really touches 
your life to go and do something. I, I didn't think I was equipped or good enough really in my own mind, but he just stretches you sometimes and says, all you have to do is go and I'll do the rest. And he really has. And, um, and is it like, <laughs> is it a little bit like the adventure of a lifetime, getting into your vehicles and you've got a team together and <laughs> you're going out, you know, just like, uh, you know, Jesus sending out the 72 or sending out the disciples yeah. and uh, you're off to do missionary work. Uh, how does that feel? Yeah, that's right. It, um, it really is an adventure of a lifetime. I think for some people, no matter what you do, um, you know, you go thinking that you're going to be the change for someone or, you know, we go with that thought of bringing true transformation to a region, but in actual fact, you get so transformed yourself. Um, God just does such an inner work when you come together in unity. And the one thing about these teams that has been so amazing that I've seen God do is he's taken and brought together people from all different denominations. So not just Pentecostal backgrounds, you know, we have Catholic friends that we meet. We have many different that come together and collaborate, whether it's serving the team when we arrive at a location and it's that ministry or whether it's the group joining. It's, it really is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of opportunity. And I, I mean, it shouldn't be a once-in-a-lifetime. It should be something that I believe as Christians we need to just continue to press forward, maybe not to the degree that we're doing traveling so many kilometers, but at work, in your workplaces, in your homes, in your neighborhoods, in your streets. You know, Jesus really is the answer. And um, he, he really he is the answer to every issue, to every disease. And uh, when, when, we, when we speak his name or when we come in that authority, uh, you know, he just shows up. And it's just amazing to see his love for people. I mean, he came not to condemn. He came to set us free. And so it really is the Exodus Project was really, I believe for myself, was just that project that God was phenomenally touching with such a favor to see us, you know, um, come out of exile, you know, to come out and to come into that promised land. And so I see that not only in the regions that we're touching, we're seeing God's favor move and his um, you know, his anointing fall and touch ministries and local pastors and local churches. But I'm seeing that on the individuals inside the group as well and touching their lives in such a new way. And um, you do come out different. You've even got your own praise and worship team that's attached itself to you as well for the expedition <laughs> because uh, give us some insight here. You've got a traveling musician with you who may well be a rising up and coming star, Evan Brent Downing, who has a song that's, as we speak, charting at number 25 on the TCM chart. Uh, give us an insight here into how Evan is uh, part of the team. Yeah, well, it's just amazing. And I think worship is probably the secret language of being brought up overseas, you know, and, and having that mum that's been an, uh, an evangelist missionary to the nation. It really is worship is something that breaks down language it breaks down culture and of course he where we worship you know just that anointing and the presence of god touches and so with the trips one of my my places in my heart is lord give me the worship team give me the worship leader that we need to take on this trip you know that's going to carry that anointing and carry that flow that we need to minister in or that we can be a ministry and it's just amazing the increase that god has given us and and that's right on this specific trip we have um, Evan that you're speaking about with us um, leading worship, uh, you know, going to lead the conference in Esperance. Um, and he is just 
incredible. It, God just moved his heart. We've known each other sort of for the past year in the city of churches, local evangelists, local people in the churches. We go to different churches, actually. We're over an hour away from each other. But through that, you know, God just rested on his heart to come and to come for me, in a sense, come and be a support to me. And, to, and of course, his gift is worship and, and so much more than that. You know, he is a writer as well. And so, yeah, he just he jumped on and he has just been massive in um, bringing that presence in and, and bringing that uh, excellence to our worship as well. So it's been amazing to have him with us. You're an inspiration, Shah, and since you left Perth on this expedition, you ventured into the wheat belt, uh, you've been through the gold fields, you're preparing to travel uh, into the southeast coastal and the great southern regions, uh, you're doing a seminar or two on the way, uh, taking every opportunity that you can to connect with Christian believers and with churches. How will listeners who are listening to our conversation today connect with you? Is there a website for your outfit, uh, you know, the event, the Exodus Project with the Mission Possible team? Is there a website we can go to? Yeah, there is actually. It's a Weebly website. Um, we It really just burst so quickly out of COVID. So we have a Weebly website. But to stay up to date with this modern generation, um, and if you want to follow us along as we track through, definitely go to our Facebook page under Exodus Projects or our Instagram. And through that is probably the fastest update as to where we are, what location we're at for that day, what we're getting up to. And if you want to join one of our teams on the street in outreach, um, we will put locations and times on there. And so, yeah, go to Exodus Projects, look us up there, um, Perth, Western Australia. And, um, yeah, it's probably the best way to follow us from there. And this is your second expedition. No doubt there'll be a third. And for people who are in WA connecting with you, may well get them on the team for the next one you do. So very excited about what you're doing. So go to Facebook or Instagram, Exodus Project, and look for the Mission Possible team. Shah Hodgkinson is the team leader. Shah, thanks so much for the update today. You are an inspiration to all of us. Well done, and we'll catch up again sometime soon. Thank you so much for having me and bless you guys. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.